In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The text is the epistle, Romans 4. I call your attention to the seventh verse. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. This is our text. Romans 4, Paul holds up Abraham as the exemplar of faith. And he is admired and respected by three of the world's great religions. In fact, two of them, the Jewish religion and the Muslim religion, regard Abraham in a special sense as their physical father, ancestor, from whom they have received certain rights by law. Abraham was a man whose life was changed. He grew up in the city of Ur of the Chaldees. And this urban man who had connections and family was called by God to leave his hometown. And then when he was in the country of Haran, he was called again by God to leave his family and at age 75 to go to Canaan, a land where they spoke a different language, a land where he had no property rights, a place where he lived as a stranger and a sojourner. God told Abraham that he would have a son and then Abraham didn't hear from God for a decade or two. And then God repeated the promise and Abraham didn't hear for him from God for another decade or two. So Abraham's life was an act of faith. Altogether about 40 years of waiting for God to fulfill his promise. And during that time, Abraham made mistakes. To, not to put too fine a, a, a spin on it, let's admit Abraham sinned. The, mark, the, the first one that comes to our attention is when there was a famine in the land of Canaan and he went down to Egypt and people noticed his wife, Sarah, and he lied to Pharaoh saying that Sarah was his sister. This gave him a certain entree into the court circles that he would not have had and he got into deep trouble if God had not sent a dream to Pharaoh to leave Abraham alone who knows what would have happened and still later after God had repeated the promise that he would have a son his, his wife Sarah became impatient and said take my handmaid Hagar and the son that you have by her will be counted as mine well, she lived to regret that suggestion. And God informed Abraham that this was not the fulfillment of the promise. And when you think about it, these sins represent a loss of faith. Doubt that God would protect him in Egypt. And that doubt led to a sin which got him even deeper into trouble. And in the second case, doubt that God would give the son 
And so he fixed his hopes, as Sarah did, upon another child. But Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Abraham's belief, his faith, was the means of a right relationship. And this right relationship is what made Abraham right with God. So many people imagine that they can have a right relationship by not making any mistakes. So many people imagine that relationships depend on what they do, when in fact a relationship depends on what the other person does. And what enables a relationship to thrive is not the hard work that you put into it, but the willingness to forgive and forget that both parties can exercise. So Abraham was made right with God by his faith, by his belief, by his trust. And this relationship is affected, perhaps even can be destroyed by our deeds, by our works. But this relationship can never be replaced by works. And so in the family of believers... Oh, there are some, tragically, who destroy their faith by their works because they fall into works of darkness. But equally tragic are those who, without faith, imagine that it depends on them, who believe that their works give them a claim on God and a claim on the praise and notice of the family of believers. Now, Abraham is the example for us, St. Paul says. For we are people whose lives have changed. Consider your life's journey, however short or however long it has been. Some of you have been to other continents and faced dangers in serving our country. Others of you have lived lives of Frustration, waiting for things to happen that didn't happen. Some have taken great risks. Some have played it safe. I can guarantee that almost all of you are in a different place now than you were when you started. And whether you acknowledge it or not, God has been leading you until now. And whether you know it or not, God will continue to lead you through the life that lies ahead of you. In this, we are each like Abraham. And like him, we have committed sins on the way. For we have doubted God's will for us. We have doubted God's care for us. And even when we heard instruction from the Word of God, we have doubted God's wisdom for us. So often changing to, so often choosing to do things on our own rather than submit our will, desire, and decisions to God. 
We have acted out of selfishness. We couldn't see anything or anyone else besides ourselves. We acted out of ignorance. We didn't know and we didn't care to find out to know what was right in the situation we were in. We preferred to go with our gut, the most ignorant part of the body. Or some spirit, a spirit of anger or lust or pride has overtaken us and we have surrendered our the wills, our decisions to this driving force in our lives, a force impeding us towards self-destruction. Well, the faith that made Abraham right with God is available to each of us. Trust in the promises. Abraham was promised a son. That son is revealed in Christ Jesus. That is the means of canceling sin. This is the relationship of trust or faith. And this relationship is expressed in our deeds, but never replaced by our deeds. This trust or faith has the object, it has a thing believed, and that object of faith is the same as Abraham's, the promised son, Jesus Christ, through whom all the nations of the world are blessed through the forgiveness of sins. And this faith is God's gift. Faith is not a work that you and I do, rather is the means by which we know we are receiving God's grace. I believe, Luther writes in the small catechism, that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in my Lord Jesus Christ or come to Him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with His gifts, even as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. This faith is God's gift and it is presented to you this day in the form of the gospel, God's power of salvation to those who believe. St. Paul discusses this in our text. He says that if our rightness with God, our righteousness, if it is by law, the things we do, it depends on us. And then we praise ourselves for being so good. There are assemblies which go by the name of Christian where you will find a bunch of self-righteous Pharisees who think they deserve all the praise. And truth be told, there's a part within each of us that imagines that I deserve some credit for all the time I've put in here to St. John's or the Christian church or refraining from conspicuous sins that I know other people have done. If it is by law, it depends on us and we deserve the praise and we're eager to get that praise. But Paul points out if it is by grace, it depends on God, and he deserves the praise. With Abraham, 
Let us praise God who keeps his promises in Jesus Christ and guides us through our life journey. Amen. Amen. And may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.